The final trailer is out for the new Joker movie that comes out in October, starring Joaquin Phoenix. There are some early reviews out about it, so we're going to discuss those reviews and we're going to give our predictions on the movie. Then we're going to discuss Boston Straight Pride Parade. What's our take on it? What do certain politicians think about it? It's very interesting. And then we're going to discuss the widely reviewed but according to rotten tomatoes not so widely reviewed and not so raved about dave chappelle's netflix special sticks and stones let's get into it yo this is hanging with apes an audio apes podcast real talk real topics no limits audio apes music with no boundaries what's up everybody this is k cartoon this is rx phonics we are the audio apes and you are officially hanging with apes a weekly tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it two guys from the south side of chicago there is explicit language at times so be advised go on over to twitter follow us at hanging with apes go on over to our website that's hangingwithapes.com you can sign up for our newsletter and if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music go to any major music streaming platform type in audio apes and our catalog pops up it truly is the best truly is the best Three topics to discuss today. Which one do you want to get into first? Shit, three man. segments, three topics, three great, interesting Fuck. topics. I, w- I want to save the Dave Chappelle for last. Um, so we shall. Shit. Straight pride. Let's talk about the straight pride bullshit. Cool. Um, <laughs> as a... Uh, well, as a homosexual, you clearly don't have straight pride. But me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, fuck them. <laughs> no, do you is is straight pride something you've ever even thought about? Like hell no. <laughs> heterosexual pride? Do you have yeah. it? Do you possess heterosexual pride? No. Well, I guess you would have to be heterosexual to have heterosexual right. pride. <laughs> you fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Uh, who, oh my god like the only like solace that i got from this shit was that it was boston like it would be boston or like philly to me that would do some shit like this and, and i and feel why, like what makes you think it'd be those cities because they like to troll i see like like come on philly they booed santa claus come on and then boston they're just like the fucking irish version of philly so just a shitload of irish motherfuckers that just want to piss you off whether like you have a fighting spirit so well santa claus is no good though <laughs> he isn't if you think about it santa claus is kind of a piece of shit think about it <laughs> oh god i want to hear this I, one saying think of think of okay first off the dude clearly has like like n- next level sophistication to be able to like travel all the countries that believe in him and like give toys to all those kids right yeah so it's just weird to me that he's able to do all that. He's able to skip over like fucking some of the indigenous countries of like Africa and Asia and not like do shit for those people, yeah. but like go to some suburb and like give <laughs> some kid his fourth PS4 controller. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that is look, pretty fucked up. <laughs> like, dude is a, a straight piece of shit. Nah, I heard that that joke before <laughs> in a stand up. Where? It was a live stand up. It was like at Zany's or some shit. Like, I, and it always stuck with me. Yeah. So I don't take credit for it. It's not my joke. But I, it, I thought I, I that remember. the joke was pretty pretty clever because you never think of it that way yeah hell yeah but but yeah fuck dude <laughs> santa claus killer <laughs> no but you know like booing him 
Jesus Christ, like you got to be next level. But I mean, at the same time, it's like I, I find it funny though that the LGBTQ community uh, was upset about that. That's shit. what's so striking about yeah. it. It's like this is getting a little bit. I mean, it's beyond hypocrisy now. This is getting a little bit weird, just otherworldly. Yeah. So l- let me get this straight. You want to be accepted. You want to have a parade. You don't want anybody to say anything bad or negative about you. To even express their thoughts about you. Whether those thoughts come from a religious standpoint or a traditional standpoint. None of that stuff is okay. Okay, fine. But then when straight people express their pride in being straight. Just like you say and feel like... You have the right to be proud of being gay. Yeah, yeah. No. Then it's a problem. That's <clears throat> and 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 to me that's it's where bizarre. <laughs> that's that's f- it is. It's fucking. It's it's pretty weird if you think about it. And 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 then you realize that the notion of even being prideful of some of this dumbass shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like. Like, about being straight or being gay, about yeah. any of that shit. Even like the fact that we have as as Americans a whole month where it's Black History. Really? Do we really need that, or could we just celebrate Black History because like it's worth celebrating and not have like a whole month? You know what I'm saying? What is there? What's next? The Mexican month. Day? My thing is, is that well, there is there is Hispanic oh, History God. Month. You didn't know that? It's, no, I, I didn't. Think, I think it's October I or, or La- Latino History oh, Month. It's not as like widely known and and as widespread as black history month but it's a thing yeah it's uh, oh god i I wish i didn't know but now i do know and it's fucking ridiculous and then and then like if if then they decided to do a white history month right oh my god that'd be the end of the world and that's what i'm saying but hey there's this oh well what would it kind of reminds me of the 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 part in uh the Dave Chappelle, uh, stand up where he's like uh yell out <laughs> yell out when when I say your pronoun, oh yeah type of shit. It's like this is just ridiculous at this point. Let's just let's just grow the fuck up and 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 just be adults here. Um, but and then and that's why I think that they did this parade was because they knew that they would strike a chord. Yeah, with those people. And and I mean, obviously it did, cause cause you saw what what uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez had to say about it. She was fucking bashing the shit. Matter of fact, let me let me see if I could look it up. It was uh, it was actually pretty strong words too. Like it wasn't it wasn't yeah, something you, you read the tweet in uh, pre production, and yeah. I thought it was pretty strong, kind of a. Uh, Kind of crazy for a politician to say what she said. Oh, yeah. Here it is. <clears throat> well, first of all, it, 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 she retweeted with a comment. So so the, the, the tweet, the original tweet was, the straight pride parade now on its way to City Hall Plaza. <clears throat> and it was by Kelly Sullivan. So then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez retweeted with a comment. She said, for men who are allegedly so proud of being straight, they seem to show real incompetence at attracting women to their event, 
seems more like a I struggle with masculinity parade to me. Hope they grow enough over the next year to support and join the LGBTQ fam next. Hashtag pride. So what I don't get about her particular comment is, is she suggesting that these guys are like closeted homosexuals? Is that what she's, it seems like she's suggesting that. Yeah. I, I, I think, or, 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 or at very minimum saying like, yeah, like no one wants to fuck you. Yeah. Some very, incel, incel shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, it's either one of those two things. I couldn't really gather, but there was, there's something, some, there's an underlying tone and message to what she's talking about. Yeah. And then you wonder why these movements have become so prevalent in 2019. Shit like MGTOW and Incel. Well, because of this type of shit. Well, Incel is not a movement. Incel is uh, motherfuckers that can't get laid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that's a wild ass movement. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm involuntary celibate. <laughs> like, in order to be part of this movement, you can't do shit. Yeah, the MGTOW, that's a Yeah, MGTOW is more of the movement. Incel is more so a, a mode of being for a man who can't, like you said, get laid. But how it's, it's become kind of a... I don't want to say normal or normalized, but definitely, definitely, uh, you can't look over that in 2019 where you don't know about MGTOW yeah, or incels or any of this type of shit. And it's, and it's pretty sad given the fact that, um, I think we've educated a lot of people on those things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, given, and, and that, that's actually what I was going to say next too is, Given the fact too that like uh, it seems like it'll get worse, almost. What'll get worse? Uh, the relationship between men and women in general, and then also due to technology, it's not going to slow down. It's just going to become like I, I, like at this point, I, I, I'm wondering when the fuck uh, you ever seen the movie Her? Yeah, with like, it, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, um, who we'll talk about yeah in the episode. Hell yeah, um, where like you'll stop even hanging with humans or having a real girlfriend. It'll just be some AI type shit, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so, so it is pretty it, It's scary. because everything that's going on being perpetuated by social media, even by the mainstream media, the shit you see and hear people talk about, it does make it seem like humans are more and more untrustworthy. And I don't know if you've noticed this. I have. But whenever we get together with our friends, I appreciate it now more than I ever did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the other day we were over at your house. You, you had a, we had a nice little, little cookout, just a few of our friends chilling, kicking it. And I would, and it wasn't like an all night thing. It you know, it was it was a few hours, and I was like, wow. Like, I don't really trust many people outside of these people that I'm with right now. Like, I <laughs> thought that crossed my mind, and I mean, it's good to recognize the people that you care and trust you th- that you care about and trust. But at the same time, it's sort of sad that like that's even a notion. Yeah. And yeah. and and I think. Donnell sort of alluded to something when we were out there saying, because we were talking about high school, and I was like, if you could go back, like, what would you change? 
And like Vince, obviously, like jokingly was like, shit, I wouldn't have gone to the high school we went to. Yeah. And I was like, no, I would have. Like, I wouldn't have. I, there are certain things that I would have changed, but I would have still went. And then I was like, yeah, I would have went too. Because, I mean, us that went to that school notoriously didn't like it there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I mean, you guys, for God's sakes, you guys would invite me to go bomb people you went to school well, when you with, say bomb please specify oh, jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> yes not bombing real jesus please don't call 911 no by bombing that's what we used to call when we used to buy a a pack of eggs and bomb people with them so literally throw eggs at people so they would invite me to to go buy some eggs and then go throw them at their peers at their school that's how much you didn't like school, and DC didn't like school, and shit. Honestly, even Vince hated it. So, right. I mean, you guys just fucking. You just didn't fit in to that. Yeah, type well, of, that's what it, that's yeah. what it was. So, but that's my point. Like you know, before we before we digress, mm-hmm. is that's what I'm saying. Is is like in that conversation, Dino was saying how, as for as much as he didn't like the school he would tell people he wouldn't change it because so many of the friends that he made there, he still has to this day. And it's yeah. true. Yeah. A good group, a good uh, segment of our friends. We've been friends, you know, with since, since those days. And that the level of, of trust, you know, has been built and, and vetted and stuff like that. But you see that that's something that's not very common yeah nowadays like you don't have or see many people that have been friends with somebody for that long the number one number two you see more and more people that don't even really know how to define a friend like you i i've seen people that either everybody's their fucking friend like they think everybody's their friend yeah which is which is silly or that, and then you talk to them, and they have like five best friends. It's just a bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot of people that either have that or have no friends, and yeah. they don't even like attempt to like make it seem like they have friends or anything like that. And then even if it is a situation and a scenario where there is a level of closeness, it's probably just like because the people work together or they're in the same environment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It may not last or sustain even much longer after that. And so going back to your point about that Joaquin Phoenix movie, her and like how, you know, he was essentially in a relationship with like artificial intelligence. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah, I mean, you could see that being a thing. And then now, like, how the sex dolls are, are becoming more and more of a thing for guys. It's like, yeah, yeah. and then with how realistic some of these sex dolls look, it's like, it, it does back to question what's yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. That shit could change the fucking, the, the whole landscape. And it was funny because I remember you, um, what was it, about a week ago? You sent me a video of Bill Maher talking about like the 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 school shooters or mass shooters, <clears throat> and it was finally refreshing to see someone else tackle that the way we've tackled it. Yeah, 
which is um he tackled it almost identical to how we've tackled it yeah and i feel i feel that uh recognizing that it's a problem recognizing that it's a growing problem yeah recognizing that it takes a degree of foresight and looking outside of your own life and like the selfishness that comes attached with oh well me 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 to realize that like now nah, like that person you know there's something going on with that person and and he he tackled it like we tackled it yeah yeah and um <clears throat> quite refreshing and also the answer to wh whether this stuff would stop if we were to ban guns and the answer is no it would not stop it'll just turn into mass stabbings or mass bombings or mass whatever the fuck because it's not the device that they're using to carry out what what they want to carry out it's it's more so the mentality and and what that shit i mean as a whole en encapsulates like I got nobody. No one gives a fuck. I'm all alone. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Which was kind of crazy because cause, uh, that's kind of how Dave Chappelle started the, the... Well, he didn't start it immediately like that, but he did talk about cer certain things that, that, that kind of like took me aback almost. I was like, what the fuck? You know like, what I'm saying? Like what? Like, like the way he started... The, the the comedy skit talking about Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. And like he set the tone for the whole stand up with that joke. I yeah. felt like everything that came after that was was some way, shape or form had to do with that, if you think about it. And then he started it with talking about like, oh let's let us never forget <laughs> Anthony Bourdain killed himself. Yeah. And then and then he he uh, gives another story to kind of mirror that story about a guy that he grew up with that was going somewhere an with his life. He said, uh, "Urban genius." Yeah, an urban genius. And then, in like the guy went got a free ride to an Ivy League school, everything like that. Yeah, he got up with this chick. He told him, "Don't get up with this bitch." Yeah. And then they end up divorcing. He's like, the chick took half of nothing because dude didn't have anything. <laughs> Everyone started laughing. And, and then now he's a manager at a Foot Locker. Mm -hmm. He's like, but it never once occurred to dude to kill himself. Yeah. Very true. Think about that shit. Yeah, 100%. What? Like, and, and then also how he set up the whole Anthony Bourdain piece about how he had one of the best jobs that TV ever created. He got to fly to all kind of nice places, yeah. eat nice meals with outstanding people. Like, yep. like really, like what better job is there? And even if you think about where he outed himself, it was a suite in France. You know what Jesus. I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's kind of a. Uh, I'm gonna out myself. I'm gonna out myself in the best like, possible conditions. Kind of crazy, but yeah. and um. We were talking about it with, with our friends at, at your house the other day. And I likened it to what Bane tells Batman during that their first fight scene in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Where he tells them, peace has cost you your strength. Victory yeah. has defeated you. 
And then we got into like a real philosophically deep conversation about how when you're young, without even realizing it, your whatever is your nemesis, and your nemesis doesn't necessarily have to be another person. It could be a cause. It could be an idea, your agenda. It, it's really kind of what moves you through life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people, I think they find at times that they don't have that. And then when shit gets chaotic, yeah, they don't know what to do. And it, it, it can seem like the end because yeah, it's like, damn, well, well, what do I do? How do I, how do I like pick up from here? Yeah. Because I mean, whatever Anthony Bourdain was going through, I mean, God only knows like, shit you're better off than pretty much damn near everybody i know you know yeah shit if you're committing suicide what the fuck am i doing with myself you know what i'm saying that's kind of the 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 sentiment that can persist if you don't have your own you know value system and core agenda and and you know the goals and things that you have set for your life which kind of begs the question is this really like what the outcome was supposed to be anyway for for America like where we're at what's happening were we, was it inevitable given the fact that like being prosperous having opportunity <clears throat> would breed weaker minds almost yeah has, minds that has, cannot take has has peace cost us our strength has yeah. it I, I would say to a, a degree yeah like if you look at throughout the course of American history and uh Coach Red Pill echoed this in one of his more recent videos, and I thought it was solid. He's like, throughout the course of American history, there's always been greater adversaries. World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam. Like, well, Vietnam is when things started to like kind of be like, damn, we're fighting abroad and we're kind of fighting within. Yeah. But then the Cold War, like, damn, Russia is this big, well, the Soviet Union is this big threat that, like, we don't know what they're capable of, this and that. So that naturally binds people together. It's like right now, if there was a threat of, like, an alien invasion, I'd imagine many countries would stop fighting each other. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? And be like, holy fuck. Like, I think there'd be a couple motherfuckers with the rope with the noose around their neck. Probably was like, oh, shit, what? Yeah. that, that Time take- to assemble. Yeah. <laughs> and what I just did was literally like with my mannerisms, was like, oh, shit, what? Take the rope out of your neck and then get off of the fucking chair and be like, shit, we got to do something about this. Yeah. <laughs> think about it, which is crazy if you think. And, and, and um, who's to say it doesn't happen? I mean, I think we've talked about this before with the Apocalypto. Who the fuck would ever think as a fucking Indian motherfucker, like a Mayan or an Aztec guy, that you see a ship in the water that carries people that look different from you? Yeah. That's like, that's an alien. Yeah. To them. So what's this? I mean, who's to say that we don't see some shit in this fucking skies in, 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 in droves? Like, what the fuck? Oh, shit. 
I need not worry about paying my fucking mortgage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got bigger problems at hand. Yeah. Like the fact that you have bills yeah. says, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're afloat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty crazy notion just thinking about it, which is why I think a lot of stuff, me personally, just seeing situations pop off or, 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 you know, like bad things that happen in life. Sometimes I just kind of sit back and be like, well, I'm not even supposed to be here type shit. You know, like that type of mentality almost like, yeah, I, I mean, shit. Am I even supposed to be this successful almost? I, I don't necessarily think like that, but a lot of times when things are chaotic and, and neg- you know, feel a little bit negative, what I think of is, damn, like I'm worried about this and there's some guy right now like trying to cure cancer. Like I think I what, what more so gets to me is like, damn, there's somebody out there right now worried about something that will really make a difference. And this that I'm worried about is like some small, s- shit. small selfish shit that is just like, yeah. you know, some some like relationship shit or oh this person said this or or I, I'm think overthinking shit like that. It's just like sil- silliness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme. In the grand scheme it. of things. But because. Your life is so quaint and comfortable and nice. Well, yeah. well, yeah. Like it's fucking. It, it's uh, you're you're upset. Like, think about think about like in the in the middle of the winter, when your furnace goes out or it, it needs to be repaired or whatever. And like, oh my god, for Wait a, a lot of people, that's the end of the world. You have a furnace. That and that's my whole point. <laughs> How many years have human civilizations? lived where there was like no such thing as that yeah but yet like oh the furnace is out motherfucker you go to work mad and it's like a whoa 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 whoa. you know what i'm saying so i think a lot of times people do and can create a lot of their own problems straight pride fucking gay pride this that all this stuff yeah like whoa you know what this isn't really that important. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to the important shit. And shit that that's and that's where you we're at in America, I feel. That's that's unfortunately why there's so much tension. I feel cuz there always has to be something uh, that goes against you and 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 who you are, yeah. you know? It's funny I was talking to uh, a coworker that by skin is black but has like literally nothing to do with like where they grew up that wasn't a thing yeah like white black mm-hmm. yellow slight pink with a little bit of purple mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know like anybody it just wasn't a thing mm-hmm. so sometimes this person was saying like sometimes when when a fellow black person would say like oh hey uh we got to stick together and this is like well what the fuck like what are you talking about what do you because it's like this sense of like oh because we're the same color we're on the same team yeah and 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 it's and it says something that's like there's no merit attached to it whatsoever yeah it's, it's like it's just tribal yeah it's tribal shit 
and, and it's and it's pretty see like i'm good with having my own select group my own select community but like i want it based off of merit yeah 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 and and if you look at it that way it's like well shit i think america would be a better place but i feel like everything is over it's just sensationalized you know what I mean? like it's it's everything is well you can't just have shoes you have to have the new gucci sandals oh shit you can't you can't just have a regular book bag let's have a supreme book bag oh you can't just be happy someone someone out there is gunning after you they're the fucking enemy and it's like well maybe so but but let's let's look at it more intelligently than than the way that america's looking at it as a whole because that's again it goes back to pride anti-pride uh motherfuckers that are black motherfuckers that are white then the mexicans and then the you know it's like it's just silliness it's just yeah, a, a lot of silliness to polarize while all this is going on and while tensions are are rising uh we don't worry about the people next to us we don't worry about our our family members we don't worry about the relationships that we have we're worried on twitter we're worried on instagram we're worried on facebook then we wonder why the fuck loneliness and depression is so you know what i'm saying like so so it's all like just if you think about it like minor setback after minor setback after minor setback after minor setback of what it is to be a human being and yeah. to live and to be you know what i'm saying like be you're a person live <laughs> and I, I, and i feel that that's i feel that that's what he was echoing uh, dave Chappelle with that which i mean once we start getting into the whole special we can even echo into cuz it wasn't just that oh, it, it was, was quite a, a few things a lot of stuff but yeah, but it was it, it's it's crazy Which times. We I live I in. feel like where we're at now can provide a nice little segue into the Joker movie. Just being, just in the sense that whatever the undertones of that movie seem to be about seems to coincide with what we're talking about in the sense that it seems like the movie takes place in a world of chaos. Yeah, and this guy doesn't really know how to navigate it, and then when he does discover how to navigate it, it's pretty extreme. Yeah, maybe maybe a journey, not unlike some of these school shooters, but in comic book fashion. Yes, maybe a journey not un- unlike some of these MGTOW guys, like like this. We have to stop and think about like this world that we live in where this extremism for some people seems to be be the only answer. Male suicides going up. They're saying that if it continues, it'll reach like peak points. The school shooters, this MGTOW stuff, like all this stuff that is like making... And see, women, I feel like it's not happening as as, as much with women because women are more, like, malleable. Like, they kind of... Women go with the flow more. Yeah. Which is, is good and bad, like, because th- there have been critics that say, well, it's because women don't stand for anything, that, that they're able to just kind of go with the flow. 
so easily. Yeah. Or some say that it's because they like women are are better at like latching on to okay, well, like this is my family, my situation is good. Maybe everybody else's situation is fucked up. Whereas men women women have more of a of a micro mindset where men have more of a macro mindset. Yeah. In many cases. Obviously that's a generality, but that's how it seems to be in, in many cases. Like if a woman's family is good, her financial situation is good, her relationship situation is good, ah, oh, she's on top of the world. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And and sometimes spoiled rotten whereas like a guy, all of that could be good and he could still feel like there's more for him to do. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you're not seeing as much as much extremism with women. But it's, a, it's actually very interesting you said that because I do notice that a lot of women now that are single do have a air of discontent. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean that that can open up a bag of worms because I think a lot of women that are single if you look at at it like economically like we tend to do on this show like we look at like relationships from from an economic standpoint and that's just because like the philosopher in in us can't help but do that like look at the situation economically like okay well this is what you bring to the table this is what the guy brings to the table this is like what the table has to offer now that both people are at it <coughs> excuse me bless you thank you um the the air of discontentment because i do see it amongst certain single women either one it's one of two things typically one is like they're a little bit older and it's kind of like the whole, you know, I've given my career, I've given, I, you, either they don't have kids, I've given my career to a corporation or to a job. And like, I didn't really spend the time like building like the family that I wanted, like uh, uh, the writer for uh, Sex in the City came yeah. out and said, I don't mm -hmm. know if she was the writer or the creator or both, but uh, she recently came out and said that she regrets parts of how she did things because she never had time for to build a family and stuff like that or if they're in that like older age bracket it's that like maybe they feel like they wasted their time because like they don't have like an established good relationship or or maybe like they didn't like do the best job like picking the guy that they were gonna like buckle down with and stuff like that so you have that. That's like I feel like that's like the more older, older ones. Yeah. Then the younger ones, I feel like the air of discontentment is because they're not with all this new age shit, and they kind of want a more traditional guy, and it's harder to find that. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I noticed though, like traditional guys, and like you kind of echoed something like this when we were when we were at your house, like how like you feel like we. The way that we operate and carry ourselves is more like like the mafiosos from some of those older movies. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of women that, like, they love that shit, but it's, like, it's very rare. And if you notice, think about it. Like, it's not, you don't really come across that. No. Like, you have, you have a bunch of guys that, like, it's, like... 21st century-ass guys. It's 21st century-ass <laughs> shit. It's, like, a lot of, it's, like, a lot of 
beta shit. Like for instance, the the guy from Entrepreneurs and Cars, he always does this, and like I find this shit like very very funny. And I've always thought this shit. Yeah. I never said it, but like, I've always thought it. He'll like find these like pictures, and I guess people see it, and now he's known for it, so they send it to him. They'll take pictures of a guy taking pictures of his girl posing. So like for instance, let's say they're by the ocean, and like the waves are splashing against against the rock. Yeah. Rather than the chick being adamant about that being a moment that they should like take a picture together. She's having the guy be her photographer and she's posing. And then what the guy from entrepreneurs and cars will say is, Oh look, another beta being a photographer for his girl to get like all the guys to like be after her, DM her to DM her. And, and like, and if you think about it out of all, like the, 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 the alpha dudes that I know, like you, Donnell, a few other I can't think of any guy that I fuck with that would do that that would be Hell like no. I know that's what I'm saying and but my thing is this yeah. this is this is where it gets crazy this is where it gets muddy because like the way you just said that you said it with like complete and utter disgust like hell no nah. <laughs> like one thing is like hey babe take a picture of me with my family like they're in town or whatever that's different but like you're posing and doing all this stuff it's kind of like okay well what's the like agenda behind this picture yeah Guys like us, we think that way. In fact, a guy like us might see that as a red flag. Like, okay, what's to this bitch? But, like, guys today, they're all for that type of shit. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Without even realizing it, they are that way. And then that's just one little behavior that I that we delved into. There on top, there's multitude of behaviors on top of that. Yeah. On top of that. On top of that. So it can be very hard for younger women to be like that were either raised more conservatively or had dads that were like that and and like don't want anything less than like a man's man. You know what I'm saying? It can be very hard for them to be like. Well, shit. Like, yeah. Like whatever there is. You know what I'm saying? This is what. Yeah. And so uh, how could it not air and breed an uh, air of discontentment? Yeah. I found it fucking amusing, and and it really was like like an Eb Night Shyamalan moment for me. I was trying to find like just a regular selfie of me. Oh my god, <laughs> that shit was a lot harder than I thought. Yeah, I mean, and I you have to take notice that we all have iPhones and new phones and devices, so. It, it was always me doing some dumbass shit instead. If it was selfie, it was me doing some shit with a filter. Yeah. Or joking or, or saying some shit about a movie or something. And and I found I, I found that very, very weird. Just because like it's the era of, of selfies. It's the era of, oh, let's do this. Let's let's, let's take pictures, like you said, of my girl uh, with the beautiful ocean in the background and that ass hanging. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And 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 you look at that and, and and you realize like a lot of the stuff that's happening is is okay. You're taking meaningless pictures of yourself or her or of of yourself if you're a girl and of him, and you're not really living in the moment. You're living for the people online, and and that says a lot too. It's like well, shit. This is what you. 
This is what you came to fucking and, Tulum and, for with the, with this beautiful ocean. And, and, it, and it creates a sense of all of that stuff, the negativity, everything, everything you just mentioned creates a sense of imprisonment. It's yeah. like, damn, you're a slave to the Instagram page. You're a slave to the Facebook feed. You're a slave to what people think yeah. because the real situation is is not that good. It's not that great. It's not that fulfilling. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then and then that's the thing that guys that guys realize. Women realize that too. Like, you know, oh, my guy doesn't have his shit together, but but I love him. Okay, and so that's fine. Like everything is going, but then. Like life hits, and then you realize yeah. like this doesn't cut it. Yeah. Or guys that that they like get up with like certain type of women, and then they'll be like, then they see that problems that they've had to go through versus problems that like they see other men that maybe like selected a better quality woman don't have to go through, and then they're like, damn. And then they you feel like the air of of discontentment, and it's be and it's all because you're 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 trying to like live with the times obviously be with the times when it comes to like keeping up with technology and like what the things that are in or the news and the things that are important and interesting but there's a lot of like trading in of values for like the things that are going on and the trading in of values the trading in of morals the trading in of like just decency comes at a cost and some people pay a higher cost, hey, pay a higher price than others. Yeah. And that's what it seems like the Joker movie is about. It seems like this guy, this this Arthur, I think Arthur Fleck yeah. is his name, mm-hmm. from the some of the reviews that I've read or, or watched on YouTube, some of the things that we've predicted about the movie previously, and then how a lot of people have said that, that uh, it's uh, sort of inspired by Taxi Driver, and, 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 you know, like that type of story, that type of plot line, you see that like the, the, the removal of those things from society, those good things can create this type of stuff yeah. because there's, you know, it, it, there's going to be a, a reaction to it. There's going to yeah. be there's going to be something that comes from it. And in this movie, it seems like this guy he seems to be like a pretty decent guy. Like it seems like it doesn't seem it seems it does seem like he doesn't maybe he doesn't have it all together. Yeah. So if you have you add that on top of like all the craziness, well, yeah, that's just a recipe for disaster. Like you have this guy that is like it seems like he cares for his sick mother. Like in the yeah. movie, he's caring for his sick mother. Seems like, you know, he's sort of down on his luck, downtrodden. Seems like the world is sort of laughing at him, not laughing with him. Yeah. And or just fucking crude huh? to him. Or or crude and cruel to him. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, the Joker, the manifestation of Joker is the response. And if you notice... And, and 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 it goes it coincides with what I, I was previously saying about all these things sort of becoming a prison. 
in the trailer and even Joaquin Phoenix said this in, in an interview that I was watching of, of him about the movie. If you notice, as Arthur Fleck, everything, like his mannerisms, how he is, how he moves, is so tense and, and like, brutal just like to even like look and sit through and yeah. watch it's like all fucked up and like crazy and like weird yeah, and then he's not even sure of himself and almost. then as the joker you see him like totally liberated yeah like the bravado in which he walks in the hallway yeah with the flowers you're like oh shit dude and lost his shit that's a joker which that that is one thing when i did find out that Indeed, Joaquin Phoenix was going to play the Joker. I did find some solace, even though we didn't know much about it, because it could have been like, oh, well, this is going to be part of the fucking DC universe. And then, well, the DCEU. Oh, yeah, the DCEU uh, universe. And it's like, well, shit. Fuck that. Yeah. So, so okay, Joaquin Phoenix, I like. I like. And then, and then once we started figuring out, oh, this is going to be a standalone film. Now, Taxi Driver, which actually just a brief overview of kind of like the movies that that I've gathered from some of the reviews and, and, and even some of the stuff that, that they said Todd Phillips was inspired by was, like you said, Taxi Driver, which is Martin Scorsese film, and then also Kings, uh, the King of Comedy King or of Kings comedy. of Comedy? King of yeah, Comedy. King of Comedy, which is kind of funny because um, Robert De Niro is the up-and-coming wanting to – you know, be a late night show host, comedian, and uh, and in that film, a little bit different than Taxi Driver because Taxi Driver he was more of a loner, and kind of like an outcast, and kind of like it was a different dynamic. Whereas this one is like the things that you would do for fame yeah. type thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so you could tell, yeah, he, this guy's a loner. This guy doesn't have too many friends, but the in the King of Comedy, the the level that he scooped to just to make it to be famous, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just for that is is definitely worth a watch before you watch uh, the movie. So watch Taxi Driver, watch the King of Comedy, and then I also heard there are some references to the original Batman, the one with uh, the Joker and uh, what Jack Nicholson and uh, who and, was uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. I heard there was some references there too. So just to kind of prepare yourself on what what it is you're going to be watching because from what I hear it's it's not they really like kept it very grounded which and, and not a lot of action most of the reviews talk about well this is just a character study of a person in this sick twisted world and how they progress you know the the progression of who Arthur Fleck is to why he became the Joker, so so man, I'm fucking excited, and I and I can't wait, and I, I I'm just fucking I, I can't wait to get old because my birthday's in October. <laughs> <laughs> I've never waited for my birthday this this excited for a while. I mean, it's just like I I uh, I want to know like if they're gonna continue or is this just kind of like a standalone film? The way that I've perceived that it, it that's what they want to get right that's what Todd Phillips wanted to get right even the timing even though it's in the 1970s from a lot of the reviews they talk about how it kind of serves as an allegory to the shit that we're talking about yeah to what it is that causes 
let's say a, a, a mass shooter yeah. or a person who who uh, how how we get to a place where it's just all this infighting and and just bad blood uh, and the 70s as a whole really like that was the first time you saw some shit like that yeah. this, like if you were to compare 2019 or like from from like the 2010s to anything it would be kind of like the 60s going into the 70s going into the 80s a little bit of all that combined yeah. into one i mean look at the departed what's the fucking the, the 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 beginning of the movie is a film is like a little documentary of people rioting yeah during that time is like oh you know uh, it's, it's crazy how it puts a lot of hate in your heart yeah and that sets up says. the yep. the the movie so it, i that's what has me so excited about it well like shit i want to see i want to see this and i'm just glad that also that they've treated joker so well in film like <laughs> from jack nicholson to to um heath ledger to to joaquin phoenix he's been pretty pretty good before the episode we were actually talking about how like lex luther hasn't been so lucky <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> which is sad because that's also a great character but who's to say this might be a start if this movie does very well for it being because it, it's definitely going to be kind of like a psychological thriller more of a drama if it does well this could change the comic book movie landscape yeah landscape for for, for the good yeah definitely welcomed yeah. I wonder if this is in any way, shape, or form connected to the new Batman movie that they're working on. Like if yeah. that movie will reference this at all. The one where Robert Pattinson's supposed to be Batman. So yeah. it will like, is is the Bruce Wayne as a child in this Joker movie that Batman? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I wonder, I wonder how that's going to go. That's Which, this is why like, I wasn't too worried because I have heard, and I forgot what movie it was, a recent movie. It's like an indie film. Robert Pattinson was getting, uh, like, praises from, like, his acting. So, like, I, I, I I'm not completely opposed to it. Obviously, I still want to see what, because, like, I remember when they put Heath Ledger, and I remember you talking precisely about it. Like, you and I were like, what? <laughs> Heath Ledger? Obviously, it was before, I think, um... What's that fucking the gay cowboy movie? Uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. So I didn't know. It what was to one expect. of those things where when they mentioned that, I was like, "What?" But then I go back to one of my favorite uh, high school rom coms. I mean, it's a guilty pleasure, but Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. But there's a lot of great ass shit in that yeah, movie, like life lessons and shit like that. But if you look at Heath Ledger in that movie. I mean, there's nothing in that movie that dictates that he would have made a good Joker, but you at least see in that movie that he could deliver a performance. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, he's a somewhat capable actor. Yeah. So there's that. Secondly, Robert Pattinson is also going to be in a, in a Christopher Nolan movie that's going to be coming out soon. Oh, he is. Yeah, you're right. And so... My thing is this, if Christopher Nolan is fucking with dude, who am I to doubt him? You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 you get what I like, like, yeah. like who, who are you to doubt? Like 
like a great filmmaker like that, like his capability to see what this person is capable of. Like I, I'm nobody to doubt him, especially so, when he's proven himself time and time and time again. And like Nolan, yeah, Nolan. Yeah, oh yeah, because I was saying no, I don't no, think Pat, no. I think that's why it's so kind of like, well, what is this gonna be? Yeah. But also another thing to add to to the everything that I'm saying is that there really is nothing like that moment when an actor decides to reinvent his career. Yeah. That's powerful shit. Like Brad Pitt has done it. Yep. Who else has done it? That I Matthew can McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey has done it. That moment of reinvention, where like, all right, let let's let's uh <laughs> let's wipe the slate clean. Twilight, yeah, that was that oh, was yeah. the thing of the past. In a way, DiCaprio had that moment after Titanic because he could have went the, I'm gonna be the pretty boy, the heartthrob, yeah. And he stepped out and he's like, nah, fuck that. In a way, that was a reinvention, a very fast reinvention, because he could have been in all these blockbusters. Oh, yeah, he could have went the Mario Lopez route exactly. of Hollywood. Like, oh, look at me. I'm Mario Lopez versus... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of women that throw their panties at dude, but like, it's it's you could tell he takes his craft very seriously. Yeah. Although I wouldn't say it was a reinvention, more so a, an understanding of where he wanted to take his career. Yeah, and, 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 what's, and what, what bears more fruit? Like, what's more fruitful? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think he, he very much understood that. So those moments of reinvention. So this could be a Robert Pattinson moment of reinvention. Like, yeah, that Twilight. Because if you think about it, the Hollywood, and it's just so funny because because it's like it's like the like you just got to be careful who you appeal to because if you notice the Hollywood heartthrob route, it's like very short lived. Like the people yeah. that like stay in that place, they don't do anything with their career. It's it's kind it's, of a it's fickle kind of, fan base. Yeah, very perfectly said. Yeah. Fickle fan base. The people that you're appealing to are disloyal as fuck. Like yeah. these fucking teeny bopper chicks. They're they're disloyal as fuck. Like yeah. they're with you today. They're with Brad Pitt tomorrow, or the, well, the next Brad Pitt. They're with. It's like yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. Versus <laughs> versus like real film people that really like film and are into like critiquing film. They're like nah. DiCaprio is the best actor in Hollywood. Yep. Nobody gives a fuck if like he's getting older or whatever. No, it's about him delivering the performance and everything like that. And I imagine that if you're in a craft like that, that moves you as an artist. Like, okay, yeah. like these people fuck with me versus, again, the fickle fan base. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, there, there's, there are signs to suggest that, that he can deliver as Batman. Shit, who knows? When that movie come out, we might be talking about how he was the best Batman ever. Yeah, know? yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past it until I see... Let me see the trailer, at least, before I make an opinion. Yeah. And that's, that's my whole thing, so... But yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, across the board, because I guess they had a screening for, like, critics. Mm -hmm. Across the board, the Joker movie... Is getting nines, tens. IGN said it was a masterpiece. Ten. Uh, there have been a few people to say that it's the best, not just the best DC comic movie ever, but the best comic book movie ever. Yeah. At the Venice Film Festival, it got an eight-minute standing ovation. God damn. So yeah, we're see, talking. A, that's some next-level shit. Cause like now, I'm telling you, man. Now before we get into well, and it, it could serve as a segue because. You know Todd Phillips being you know a com comedic director. What is it about 
people in the world of comedy that can tackle dark subject matter so well. I mean, because well, we're still going. We're, this is still an assumption, but if we're going based off of what everybody has said in these early reviews, it seems like he knocked this shit out of the park from a director standpoint. Yeah. I wonder if he's gonna cameo in it like he does his comedy movies. Yeah, because he does a cameo in all of them, right? Yeah, he would in, and it's always some like raunchy ass shit, like in uh, old school where he was like, "I'm here for the gangbang." That was him. <laughs> yeah. Or in the Hangover, he was like going down on the chick on the elevator when they when it opens and he just gets up right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying if, to think. In, if he in, makes a in, cameo in this Road one. Trip, fuck. I know he was in Road Trip. I can't think of like what part it was. But yeah, he's he's he cameos in his movies. I wonder if he'll do that in this one. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I guess, and I, I know Eminem didn't come up with this because I had heard this before. But remember in Beautiful where he talks about uh, uh, some about the tears of a clown type yeah. of thing. I think that comedy is probably some some of the most serious subject matter is is talked about in, in comedy. If yeah. you think about it. Yeah, it is. Which we'll talk about with the Dave Chappelle special in a little bit. But I, I feel it's a lot of heavy stuff that looks very easy to tackle the way these comedians do. And you could tell that the best comedians, there's a, there's like under the, the bravado, the confidence, the mode of operation, there's sort of a sadness behind Yeah. And like, a seriousness. Like, even, like even in Eddie Murphy's Raw, like you could see that there was a sadness behind, like now that I'm such a big superstar, this is kind of what life is for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like this is very different, you know? Yeah. It, it, this is not normal. And so that because in, in that he wasn't really too much talking about society. He was more so talking about like his life as a superstar. Yeah. That, you know, that was the, like the main subject matter of raw. Yeah. Uh, like the type of women you deal with now, the whole, I'm going to take half if I divorce you like that fear, you know, like yeah. it, it's, it, there's a sadness to that. And he talked about how, like he talked about Letterman's wife at the time. And like, she was on like the cover of a magazine, how she just took half his scratch, like yeah. all that shit. It's like, Whoa, like what, what world am I in now? That. And also, they're looking at it through the scope that we look at it through. And I think this is why we've always gravitated towards stand-up and comedy in general. Is there's something to be said about fucked up shit. And why not laugh about that shit as we're saying it, you know? Yeah. And, and, and well, I mean, it's kind of weird because I didn't even put the two and two together. The fact that Joker in this movie is, is a, he wants to be a stand-up comic. He's mm -hmm. an aspiring comic. Yeah. And I feel like that that would be... And, 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 I mean, we keep being proven right, like, when it comes to these movies where there's strong emotion. Like, like uh, what was the one with uh, where they had to be quiet? It was a family. A Quiet Place. Yeah. Quiet Place. Then then you had Us. Then you had uh, Before Us, w which was a Jordan Peele movie. It was um, uh, the one with the sunken place. Uh, I can't think of the name. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, uh, I can't think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Like, obviously, these films are a little bit more cerebral than than some of the shit that's coming out. Like coming out. Like for example, Get Out and Us. Those are like more like thrillers, but they talk about different things. 
whether you like them or not, they're taking the step of having a conversation through the scariness and the funniness of it all. Uh, Joker, that's the same thing. Even A Quiet Place, which I would say is the lesser movie of all those, I still enjoyed it, and I like it did have a lot of strong emotion behind it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but but it was just like, damn, I'm watching a movie where motherfuckers ain't even talking. Like yeah. that, that's a good feat in and of itself. This is the guy from The Office, for mm -hmm. God's sake, come on. So I, I feel uh, I feel comedians might might even have kind of like a a deeper sense when it comes to feelings like to, yeah. to really like hone in on that you know yeah. i don't know it, i'm just i'm just glad that it's and and i guess such a great job i guess in order for them to even come up with the great humorous material to navigate outside of a dark place they probably had to have become very familiar with that dark place yeah. so I think maybe the comedy is, all right, we're navigating out of the dark place and then them tackling the subject matter in these in these darker movies is, okay, well, now that I know that I can get out of this dark place, let me see what it's like if I stay here for a little bit. What can I what can I create while I'm here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think that's that's what we're getting from an artistic standpoint. Yeah. I mean, I've always, for the most part, I fuck with Todd Phillips. Like, r fucking Road Trip is one of my, like, all-time favorite comedy movies. The Hangover is up there. I fuck with it. Old school. You know, he has a yeah. lot of good shit. It's just that nothing about his stuff <laughs> denotes that, like, he would be able to tackle this shit so good. It's so crazy. It's like, yeah. you look at his catalog, it's like... Humorous, 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 fucking probably maybe could, could be the best comic book movie of our time. Yeah. Dark as fuck. Like how? Likening it to Martin Scorsese films, yeah. Sidney Lumet films, yeah. Coppola films. Like what? Yeah. Todd Phillips? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? Like, do it. Yeah. But so, I, I like that. I really, I, I really like when I see somebody that's like good at their craft, like yeah. totally reinvent it. And oh man. Well, shit. It, it's almost like David Fincher because I, you know, I didn't know that he did music videos until and, you fucking told it me. It was like a lot of rap videos too. Yeah. yeah, for him to fucking do Seven and the girl with the dragon tattoo and and fucking the curious case of Benjamin. You, you think about that shit. Zodiac, the, the Social Network, the Social Network shit. That dude has a slew of movies and dude was doing rap videos. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So shit. I think this is the perfect time to announce it. We're actually doing the sequel, the script to the sequel with Joker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no. Shit. How it sounds, how, how, how great it sounds, shit. I'd be fucking intimidated. Hell yeah. But uh, moving on to Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, Sticks and Stones. May break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. God damn. So, yeah, we told you how it started. And I don't want to get too much into the jokes just because, like, I want people to hear them and enjoy them and be surprised by them. But we're going to tell all the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, man, so he goes after, after, I mean, you could say he touched on suicide 
The, right. The, I don't know if I would say he goes after anybody or yeah. anything. I think he touches on topics that are worth touching. I think he, he covers topics that are worth covering. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel in 2019, you can only say something like he's going after because that's what people are going to perceive it as, which is funny. But he, but he does. He tackles suicide. He tackles cancel culture. Yeah. He tackles abortion. Yeah. He tackles divorce, right? He yeah. t- covers divorce a little bit. He tackles school uh, shootings. School shootings, LGBTQ community and their 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 rights and like out, you know, the outbursts that they have. Gender. Gender, crazy, 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 crazy stuff. Race as always. What did you think overall? I thought that was needed. Yeah, I thought so too. And I felt that this was the like this stand up was a culmination of all the stand ups that came prior in his bid on Netflix so far. Like I felt the stand ups kind of balanced each other out. On one hand, some of the stand ups were like, "Well, shit, maybe I should watch what I say." On the other hand, some of them were like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this was definitely... I think what it was was, I'm going to do my thing for stand-up special. Okay, I'm going to like tone it down a little bit, try to be careful. Okay, you don't appreciate me being careful. All right, well, now I'm going to say what I wanted to say for all along. It's liberating. See, that's the thing about men and I, or the masculine trait, like not just men, because women possess this too, but when like you get like a, like a high quality person that is like, okay, like I'm treading softly trying to keep the peace. But then when I see that my peace, my peacekeeping is just getting me into like a corner. Well, no, I don't care about keeping the peace anymore. I try to be nice. I about tried. It. I tried to be nice about it. Now I'm going to burn down the forest. And yeah. that's what he did with this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, like he's like, he burnt down the forest. It's all right. Well, we tried to like do things your way. And like I'm getting bashed and bruised about it. So, nah, I'm going to do things my way. Like, exactly. Because I've always wanted to do things my way. I didn't do it out of consideration for others. Yeah. But now, let's, 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 let's have, let's, let the, let the games begin. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I, I, I thoroughly respect that about that, about him in particular. And any artist that goes, or any, any cultural figure that does does things that way. That's one of the things that for a long time I respected about Eminem. He would do things that way. Yeah. That's one of the things I respect about our president. He yeah. does things that way. It's like, hey, let's get along. Let's let's do things. But no, you don't want to. All right. Well, this is this is this is what I really think of y'all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and this is how I really feel. And I, this is how I feel. Fuck it. Like, I feel that 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 is liberating. First of all. Second of all. Um, that is what the best stand-up is, is like, fuck it, speak your mind, have fun with it. I could just hear Bane, like, when people are outraged about this, this stand-up, I could just hear Bane from The Dark, the Dark Knight Rises. This is probably going to be a horrible impression, but whatever. I could just hear him be like, 
This stand-up special is the instrument of your liberation. <laughs> it, 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 it is. Yeah. It is in a sense. Yeah. I feel like America needed this. America yeah. needed... Whoa. And then and and then obviously you have the polarization because a lot of people in the mainstream media don't fuck with it. A lot of people on Twitter don't fuck with it. A lot of people are thoroughly offended by it. I'm pretty sure I know one thing. Bill Maher probably enjoyed the fuck out of that shit. Yeah. Now um I can definitely see him enjoying the fuck out of it. Hell yeah. As it currently stands, there's five critics on Rotten Tomatoes that have critiqued Dave Chappelle Sticks and Stones. The percentage in which he currently stands, or, or the special currently stands, is at zero percent. So I want to read these motherfuckers real quick, just a little sentences. Inku Kang, Kang by uh, this is from Slate, like dropping in on a ra- rascally uncle who doesn't know or doesn't care how much he's disappointing you. This is Allison Herman, The Ringer. Sticks and Stones is designed to generate inflammatory coverage. It's a symbiotic or symbiotic cycle with no end in sight, and it's become the last thing a beloved provocateur should ever want to be predictable. Garrett Martin from Paste Magazine. Sticks and Stones is terrible, and Dave Chappelle can only blame himself for that. <laughs> God damn. Alcy Rengifo from Entertainment Voice. Sticks and Stones isn't necessarily a failure. It just feels like Chappelle presenting half-formed material with a few jokes that truly hit hard and stand out. And then Kyle Smith from National Review. The set, the set mostly misses the mark, and what is the mark? The truth. Chappelle remains one of the most vital and certainly among the most daring of stand-ups. His latest hour is a setback. He said that that last one is the craziest. The fact that you're saying that it missed the mark and the mark is the truth. Well, I read it a little wrong. So maybe he's being sarcastic because he says, and what is that mark? The truth? Is he saying, well, is this the truth for you? Is he, is he you know what I'm saying? It sounds I- like what he's saying is that what Chappelle is going over and, and how he's covering it is not the truth. That's what I get. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm thinking he's going for. But that is thoroughly wrong. Yeah. Thoroughly wrong. Like, especially us being guys that, like, we, we move around a lot. We talk to a lot of people. And we're the type of guys, if you notice, that, like, we get people to open up to us. People open up to us. They tell us, like, what they think about certain things. Yeah. Because for the most part, we're not very judgmental guys. And I feel like the way we talk to people and present ourselves to people, we don't use that information in a bad way. Like we, yeah. we're, we're, we're gatherers of information. We like to discuss certain topics. We like to delve in and analyze certain things. So people, for the most part, I find that they're, it's easier for them to open up to us than I find them opening up to others. And that's why I always tell people, a lot of the shit that I say, a lot of the shit that I like, a lot of the shit that I agree with, it's shit that everybody thinks they just don't have the balls to say. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is. And a lot of people are like, no, people don't think like that. That's not how it is. No, it is. Yeah. It's just you're not you're not talking to the, the people. Because a lot of people, they do very much live in echo chambers. Kind of, This is sort of the back and forth that me and my, my sister have a lot is like because... She has like a certain group of work friends and colleagues and stuff like that. And and I feel like I'm more 
because of the podcast and and then like you know my my business and and my my job like i'm more a little bit more in the streets and in the world than yeah, her yeah and I, I'm, and I'd be like, no, this is what people feel. This is what people think. Like you're not. That's one of the reasons why I knew Trump was gonna win. And yeah. and you're you're my living witness. Yeah. I knew Trump was gonna win a long time before, like he was like, yeah. he, you know, doing well. And I was and, actually questioning it more. And, and really, what it was, it was just looking back at it, the the news and the polls. Right. It was it's totally, almost like they wanted it not to be real. Exactly. But there is a thing with people like 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 Bush, Obama and Trump that you know kind of a little bit long before that damn these motherfuckers are going to win almost there's right. something in the air with these guys well with Trump what it was for me is this like I talked to a lot of people like I was really going like I mean I wasn't like actively going around but in my travels and in, in my day to day I was talking to people and I really wanted to know how they felt about certain things yeah and the way they expressed their sentiments, a lot of people didn't necessarily say, oh, I'm going to vote for Trump. But everything that they felt suggested that he would be the guy that they would vote for over anybody yeah. in the Republican Party and versus Hillary. So it's the same thing with stand up. The reason why this shit hits home and why I'm sure Netflix has plenty of people viewing Sticks and Stones Plenty of people probably signing up for Netflix just to watch Sticks and Stones. People on 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 uh, timelines on on social media talking about it, despite what these critics are saying, despite what the media is saying, yeah. is because whatever echo chamber they live in doesn't truly reflect what people feel. Exactly. And that's the thing. I don't necessarily think that anything that was said, that what you read about about those five media outlets and those particular reporters, I don't necessarily think that they purposely did it. That they're exactly that they're purposefully doing this. That they're yeah. just like, oh no, Chappelle is bad. I have an agenda. I think that's kind of more on the mainstream le level, an agenda attached to, to reporting. I think with them, they probably genuinely feel that way. But what, what's their life, though? Their life is probably very cosmopolitan, metropolitan. Yep. They probably overpay for some shoebox apartment in some big city yeah. with roommates. Like, the lifestyle is, is, is very different than what the average everyday American lives. The lifestyle yeah. is very different than what the average everyday American sees. And what they believe is different than what the average everyday American believes and goes through. And so, yeah. The truth of the matter is when it comes to like the LGBTQ community, a lot of people feel like, yeah, let them, let them do what they want. But you motherfuckers are a lot of you motherfuckers are making it pretty hard on yourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And the ones that are making it the hardest for you right now are the transgenders. And that's what and that's what he talked about, like the them going going in that road trip together. Yeah. He's like, you have the 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 G's, they're driving. Yeah. He's like, a lot of he's like, a lot of there's a lot of gay men. He's like, a lot of you are probably here with your wives. And like he even <laughs> kind of commented on like closet culture. Yeah. Which I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, that shit... Like, 
like being being gay, being lesbian, all that shit, you know, to each his own. But that closet shit, yeah. I there's something that like strikes me like very foul about that. Like if you're yeah. gay, be gay. Like yeah, why yeah. do you have a wife and then like you risk bringing diseases to her and yeah. like all that? Nah, yeah. like I don't know. I don't like that shit yeah. at all. Yeah. Like to me, to me, that's kind of. That that shit is eerie to me. Like you know, to each his own. It, it does kind of have, it does kind of have like a season two of a True Detective feel to it. I don't know what, I don't know what like uh, eeriness. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like like it's, it's like super offbeat. Like yeah, like like. I'm, I'm some that, real shit. I'd rather yeah. see. This is gonna sound fucking biz- like bonkers as fuck. Is Baby this, Dick's fucking Dave Chappelle. <laughs> this is some like brilliant idiots ass shit, yeah. but I'd rather see on some real shit like two like flamboyant ass gay dudes with assless chaps like holding oh, hands God. and like jumping rope. I'd rather see that than to know like a guy is gay and like is like carrying on a life with a wife. Yep. Unless, and we will. unless, <laughs> unless she knows about it. Like if it's one yeah. of those things, like it's a political thing and she knows about it. Yeah. Well then, okay. Like she's not in the dark about it. Yeah. I still don't rock with it, but, like, it is what it is. But, like, this shit where, like, the wife thinks that, like, her yeah. husband is straight yeah. and, and, like, he's, like, out there getting busy with dudes. Hell no. And, and that that is one thing that I kind of didn't, I felt, like, out of the loop of. Atlanta, is are they known for that? Uh, You know what I'm saying? Like, because, like, when he said that, he's like, you know what I'm talking about, Atlanta. And everyone started laughing. Well, like, I, don't I, know, guess. I don't know if they're they're known for, like, the homosexuality, but I no, know no, that like, they closet. have... A, Closeted, like, like, well, like, I mean, I don't yeah. know, but yeah. I do know that they, for a while, I don't know if it's still true, but for a long while, yeah. in recent years, they had a, a a big AIDS problem. Oh shit! Yeah, so God. oh, that's probably where it came so, from. So you know, yeah, because because when he said that, like, literally the crowd erupted and they were laughing, and I was like, you know, like when you don't know something or you don't know the reference a yeah. little bit, like, like even like the. When he said the the buckshot one with the Jamaican, I would assume that that's some Jamaican say. He said, like, yeah. "Oh, then then the the shotgun is Jamaican. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot." Yeah, that's something culturally that maybe I haven't seen or something. Yeah, but yeah, like a lot of people laughed at that shit. But yeah, that that shit that shit is 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 pretty uh, funny. The Louis C.K. Like I was pretty surprised the stance he took on that. Yeah, I was. Again, I was, was not unlike our stance on it. Yeah, if you notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, one thing that that was crazy to me was last week you asked me something about equality, and I literally asked the same thing he asked. I was like, "What is equality?" And then when he said that, I was like, "Damn, mm-hmm. same wavelength." Yeah, <laughs> and we did an episode on that shit. Yeah, it was like it was really, I wouldn't say eerie, but just weird, coincidental. The way he said that, and 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 the way he kept it real, because it was true, and, and it was a legitimate question that he asked about that, because he was like, he's like, you guys can't. That's a hilarious predicament to be born in a body that you don't want to be in. Like, and then that's when he's like, like, what if I was Chinese inside, but I'm here in this nigga body, and everyone started <laughs> laughing, which was hilarious. And he's like, I am Chinese. And he's like, <laughs> and, then, and then everyone was laughing. He's like, yeah, yeah, no, but, 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 but listen, listen. And then you could, you could, I kind of tell like the little kid in him when he said this. Like, well, let me let me give you another scenario. Like, what if LeBron James wanted to be a woman, 
And he went to the WNBA like, and scores 840 <laughs> points like, in one game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and he's like, yeah, you know, what is it, quality? He's like, you could either have that or here's a, 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 a something controversial, ladies. Or maybe you can shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this motherfucker is fucking... I love <laughs> He really that wants shit. to get canceled. I love that shit. But it, it kept it real, though. Like, you know, that's what his thoughts are. And, and he's in a joke and about it. And not just it. his. Not just no, his. No, no, not just that's his. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not just his. He, even, he even was when, listening to Hanging with Apes. <laughs> even when he was talking about the, 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 like the homosexual road trip, yeah. he was like... He was like... Uh, he was like, yeah, so the, the G's are driving the car and, you know, the L's, they're in the passenger seat and the G's, you know, they look over at the L's and they say, oh, well, I wouldn't wear that. Yeah. You know, and they, 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 they go back and forth and he's like, then the only thing that kind of like lightens the mood between them is the, is the B's. He's mm-hmm. like, nobody likes the B's. He's like, because they don't know what the fuck they want. And it's funny because I've, I know, I've known gay people. Yeah. That for it, like uh, for all the acceptance that they're for when it comes to like, you know, you know, being gay and and let people live and let live and all that. Yeah. They can't stand bisexual people. That's crazy. Yeah. You are right. They can't stand them. Like they, they look so down upon them. And then, and then, and, and this is why. Because there is, there is, there is a lot that goes into, into being gay. Like for instance, for instance, like. Like the women, they don't like the bisexual women because the way they see it is like those are women that are just going to break their hearts because it's like yeah. they 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 mess around with them or they're in a relationship, whatever. And then they re- the, those women, the, the bisexual ones, realize that they really like men more. Yeah. Even some lesbians end up in their life realizing that they like men more. But that's a conversation for a different day. Yeah. And then, so they don't like that. And and I know because like I have like gay relatives, and I've had conversations, and yeah. and these and see, and that's the thing. See, us being the type of guys we are, we ask these questions, and that's what I'm saying. Then people open up, and you're like, damn, this is what people really think about this shit. Yeah. Like, so for this community, that like, and and he says that perfectly. He's like, a lot of motherfuckers think that it's the same. It's the same cause. But it really isn't. They're all their own little. They're movement. all their own little movement. It's just that they're kind of like in the same car together, yeah. going to the a certain place. But they're all when they get there, they're gonna disperse. Yeah, and it's very true. Yeah. And I've recognized, and what he said echoed what I've been told before about bisexual people that like gay people really can't stand them. Like, yeah, they look at them like evangelical Christians look at gay people. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, and and to think that it's gotten to the point where like I've seen debates on gender, and like there are certain gay people that believe a more traditional path, and then there's the ones that are just all oh, gender fluidity. I'm a fucking seal, and it's like, well, clapping. It's like, well, shit. There's gonna have to be some. On one end, you have like some something that's kind of like, okay, I I could get the logic and I can understand how they got there. And then there's the well, let's just leave it open to whatever our imagination. Come on, come to imagination land. My my thing shit. is my thing is like, if you know how like like a person 
like this you know a person's past and like how they operate and like things they do can be like all right well i don't know if i should hire this person or i don't know if i should get in a relationship with this person it creates a lot of instability doesn't like that fluidity cause a lot of instability in in society excuse me in society like like what does that do like a, a gender fluid teacher what does that do to her students like what what does that you know what i'm saying yeah like what does that does that harm them like mentally you know what i'm saying then how do the parents feel about this or, or or another thing like i've thought about and and fifth he says it in one of the songs he's like he's like uh or he's like growing up uh growing up i was confused my mama kissing a girl yeah. confusion a curse coming up in the cold world i don't know how true that sentiment that statement is but the sentiment that's behind it was like yeah. a very sad yeah thing like like whoa you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, it goes back to like what we were talking about um, when you guys came over and we were doing the little barbecue. There's, there has been a rhyme and reason to certain societal uh, standards and function. Yeah, like like yes, a monogamous relationship I would say is not in the nature of man, but then you kind of see why. The family structure is the way it is for you to be able to hone in on what's important. Yeah, what's important on your family, on development. And well, then you start seeing, and then you brought up a very great point. You're like, yeah, some there's a lot of things in society that don't go, you know, to like, don't match our nature. Like, like imagine if people got into like a fucking massive fight where it was like who was gonna die over a parking spot almost almost <laughs> all exactly almost all of the things that have propelled us forward as a society kind of go against our nature in a yeah. way for instance like you said we don't kill each other over a parking spot oh, all right you got it today i'll get it tomorrow it is what it is yeah. we we don't like if we see a person get hit by a car and the driver the driver like run off the the driver run off you see this sense of you don't see a sense of oh well every man for himself no you see a sense of all right these people help these people go chase the guy like yeah. it's like boom like like this this uh network of of everybody jump into action for this one person yeah. you know what i'm saying a lot of times in nature, like an animal is like a broken leg. They leave that shit. They keep going. They got they got somewhere to go. Yeah. yeah. They can't like, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah. One, one Imagine a guy staring at your girl's ass. Like, what, we're going to go by nature? Be like, oh, I, what? I'm fighting you for her love, <laughs> which like you see in animal kingdom. Yeah. Well, no, you're not. You're, you're a developed human being and you understand how to behave. <laughs> Dude's doing his thing, whatever. As long as he doesn't disrespect me or my girl, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just a slew of stuff that if we really went like by what are like the animalistic tendency, then it it'd be a crazy ass society. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We'd hear fucking AR-15s going off all day, every day. <laughs> 
So I, if there was, if we even took the time to make an AR-15 because we'd be focused on dumbass shit like that, you know? Yeah. So so I think that that's, that's where, again, it has to have a rhyme or a reason. Okay, this is why. This is why. And, and, and even in, in uh, certain, I, I forgot which, uh, which type of ape, but there's like certain type of apes that like, they do get in relationships for survival, so they don't they don't sleep around like that. Like it's because of the survival. Let's let's do this. So you together. even yeah, let's do this together, and uh, to the point where I think even like when 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 uh, like the the I mean quote unquote spouse of the of the of the other ape would would pass. Like there would the 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 ape that w- that would remain alive actually got depressed and stuff like that. You just see it's it's crazy how like survival and and like the end outcome, there has to be like a formula to it, and and again, it goes back to talking about the LGBTQ community. That's where I've seen a lot of the debates. Some of them sparked by Jordan Peterson with a gender pronoun thing, where there is definitely not a not a set protocol on how to go about it. Right. There's people of a one school of thinking, and then there's a, a, another set that have a different school of thinking. And it's not all that clear, and it's not all that, you know, like, freaking easy. Why do you think certain people value stability versus others? Like, why is, like, stability so important for some, and then, like, others just, they don't too much care about it or, or even, like, put much thought into it? Hmm. Um I think stability stability when you look at like the different class of person now we're getting into fucking classism <laughs> um I love it a higher class of person is going to have a higher sense of stability not even sense it to just just live a way more stable lifestyle than that of like a lower class. Yeah. That's why if you look at like, if you look at like the economics of it, I I actually think you hit the nail right on the head. Like I think you said it perfectly. I think it really does boil down to class. I think that higher class people or people that want to achieve a higher class or a higher socioeconomic status realize it's like i don't have time for the instability because all that's going to do is work against like the bigger shit because you're going to have and that's the thing that 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 jordan peterson illustrates great in uh the the 12 rules for life is that you're going to have chaos it's just the kind of chaos that you choose and like you want if like you're endeavoring in like real estate or building a business or in a, a tech company or investments and, and you're you're trying or building a podcast or you're writing a book, you're trying to make moves, you realize that all that stuff is gonna breed a lot of instability. So you want the personal to be stable. Exactly. And yeah. if you notice, I think that's one of the reasons why so many politicians obviously there's some cases where it's a facade, but in in most cases you see that a lot of people that have their shit together, their personal life is like very stable. Like yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I'm sure it has its ups and downs, but compared to like the average, like everyday person, there has they have a lot more stability attached to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, the stand-up kind of paralleled that too. If you notice a lot of his situation and what he's talking about, he's a black man in America, yet he's talking about coming home with a twelve thousand dollar suit. And his son's coming with fucking chicken grease on duck his face. Grease, duck grease. Yeah. He's well, like, he's like, oh, no, no, you got chicken grease. And he's like, no, chicken, this is duck. And that's what he's like. And then a single tear came out of my eyes. I never thought I'd raise a nigga with duck grease on his face. <laughs> but but isn't, that so, isn't that so wild? Because like, isn't that such an observation that we would make? Like, damn, yeah. like my kid is eating duck. Like, look at that. Like, I never ate duck. Actually, I didn't have duck till I was 30 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nuts. Yet, in the same stand-up, Anthony Bourdain committed suicide. Their school shooters, where he's talking, he's jokingly saying, he's like, yeah, you know, we all got to worry about school shooters. But we already know that white people have the highest percentage <laughs> when it comes to that shit. And I started laughing because part of it is true. Not every mass shooter or school shooter is, is, is uh, white, but there's a higher percentage. And it went to show something that I felt that he kind of tried to echo throughout, which is like, shit, we're pretty well equipped. Having went through everything we've went through as a community, you know, me, I was poor, you know, like, and and I hated school. Like you, you hated school. Like you had, you had snakeskin Avarex. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, snakeskin Avarex. I did. Jesus Christ. And then I had I a pair of white and blue Air Force Ones for like four years. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you made that shit last. <laughs> but it's like God damn. Coming from where you come from, and then that's when he ended it. He's like, yeah, you know, like I, I remember going to, to school dance. And everyone was making fun of me because. I couldn't pay them $3 to get in. They're like, damn. And then I just thought to myself, man, I'm going to kill everybody in this room or whatever, in this school. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious because, like, you don't think of shit like that. And and and, and it, it even really, like, the stand-up kind of echoes what we were talking about for, in the beginning of the episode, which is, like, you don't know how good you have it because you had it bad. Yeah. Right? Like so or or, or you don't know how, how 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 good how good it is if you've or, never or, if you've never had it bad. Exactly, if you've never had it bad and then if you've if you've had it bad, you know how good you have it. Yeah. And I feel like that was like a Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I I think that's kind of what he was going for. I think that's something that our dads did for us that at the time maybe didn't really make a whole lot of sense but now that we're older it's like our dads both kind of had this thing of like yeah you know what i can't give you everything because i'll destroy you yeah like i and and like that's foresight, because I noticed today parents don't have that, like that level of foresight. No. But but back then it was just like, yeah, if I give you, it's like, it's like a motherfucker see you with with them Avarex. <laughs> 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 
you, you know, I'm sure at some point, yeah. like a new pair of shoes could have been bought. But it's one of those things like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and it's so bonkers because obviously, like, as the listeners know, like, we don't have kids. But if I had a son, I think about it and I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'd be the same way. Yeah. Like. Which is a damn shame because we don't have kids and we're kind of equipped to be able to have kids. I'd be like, like, even honestly, I could, I'd have my fucking, my 11s or my Yeezys kicked off, kicked up on the coffee table. I'd be like, I'd look dead at him and be like, nah, (laughs) like. Burn this bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is one of those things that's, but it's because I don't want to destroy you. Yeah. You know, and and, I mean, it sounds heartless and it sounds extreme. I'm not saying that I never buy the kid shoes or anything. But the thing is, like, you would definitely have to hold back, especially if you're in a position where you can do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, mm, nah, you know. Yeah. I'd even pretend I don't have, like, even if I had. A good amount of money I just wouldn't oh, I can't I don't there's not enough yeah not enough I gotta buy myself shoes <laughs> <That's stupid. laughs> which ones are it's the ones you wanted to go around <laughs> you want KFC or you want shoes <laughs> dad you know I love Colonel right I do too yeah. mom does too but you want what are we gonna do what are we gonna do because if we get you shoes only you're gonna get shoes yeah if we get Colonel we get it for everybody oh, so yeah. what are you gonna do <laughs> and if I raise them right, all right, Dad, we'll get uh, Colonel. Right? <laughs> it's a good boy. We did it. But now, quick question before I close this shit out. Where does this, where does Sticks and Stones, in your opinion, fall in his... His catalog? Catalog, yeah. Uh, it's tough because he has quite a few good ones. I would put this and if I'm which one is the one where he's like just sitting down on stage like it's a real small that was the bird revelation I would say bird revelation and this one are my two top I'd have to tie them this one I think the bird revelation the jokes were a little bit better a little bit better crafted I think this one the crafting of the jokes wasn't as tight but the subject matter was explosive like this is the most relevant yeah. subject matter ever that he's ever tackled yeah it's just uh, if if i'm getting technical from a technical span standpoint it wasn't the most well crafted yeah the bird revelation was watching mayweather yeah at his top and this one was like watching a pacquiao fight pacquiao makes a lot of mistakes but pacquiao could also afford to make those mistakes yeah so it's like well yeah. shit you you know you're you're you are amazing with your sports uh, analysis. A, 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 uh, uh, your sports uh, analogies. Like you always find a way. Like this shit is fucking boring. Like earlier when we were talking about uh, actors, and then you were like, "Wow, it wasn't on the." No, I don't think it was on the episode. I think it was in pre-production. Yeah. When you were talking about how Joaquin Phoenix is like the Spurs and oh. and and the Capitals like the Patriots and it's like it is perfect like it, yeah. it, it, he's the big name guy or whatever they're and then, equally as great but in their own ways yeah yeah that's interesting that's good shit 
Uh, yeah, I'm not so great with sports <laughs> analogies. I, I, you know, I never realized that until you started telling me that. No, yeah, you were very I don't good know at it. how the fuck. <laughs> but that's that's like a, a philosophical trait, though. Like, you're kind yeah. of tying two things together. Yeah. And like, you're not looking at it for, for what it truly is. You're sort of looking at the, the philosophy of both individual things. Yeah. That's that's a philosophical trait. It's like you're it's like you're you're removing the face value of it and and like you're kind of getting the true value of it. Yeah. And that that's that's good. I mean, philosophers do that. Yeah, it it, it does kind of remind me of kind of like the stuff you you said about uh Trump. You'd rather be roughly right than precisely wrong. Yeah, yeah. and I think that what you're trying to say is kind of what I'm what yeah. I go for for this. Well, let me explain to you in, in these terms yeah. that you might understand. Real decent. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show does continue to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep listening. Remember, we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Apple. We're on Google. Please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.